Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 145. Uh, total chaos right now. There's total chaos everywhere in the market, um, in crypto, in different areas. We're going to talk about all that. We have a lot to discuss this week. It'll be even just a me telling everyone what's going on, plus a little bit of my perspective on it. Uh, so before we even get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review. We've been, doing, we've been doing a great job of that. So each week, make sure you do that and share with family and friends. I think this is going to be a really, really important episode because there is so much that is happening right now from politics to the market to inflation to crypto to moral and ethical behaviors and irregular behaviors in, uh, in certain markets. And so we'll dive into all of that. Uh, so we may not even get to a roundtable or question of the week this week because there's so much to discuss, but let's get into the episode right now. Okay. So where do we even start this week? There's so much to discuss. So I always start with the market. So let's even dive into the markets first. Why don't we, um, we're seeing a big, big rally this morning, a big rally this morning. Dow is, you know, up what seven, eight hundred points um, because traders are liking the October inflation report. So we've been talking about inflation, which is a key central theme for some of the markets uh, trading right now. Uh, and the inflation data was better than expected, uh, at least the headline. So the consumer price index, obviously, it's a broad-based measure of goods and services. It rose just zero point four percent for the month which is month over month, and 7.7% from a year ago. So those are still high numbers. Because you remember, if you even take into account the Fed's target is 2-3%, we're still way above that. But the expectations for this uh, October report was 0.6% and 7.9% from economists. So we were a bit lower, and that's why the market's cheering. They're thinking, okay, the Fed's going to maybe raise by half a, um, half a percentage point versus 75 in their next meeting. So maybe jumping the gun. We've, we've seen this before. I think we're jumping the gun a little bit. The market is cheering this, but um, we don't know what the Fed's going to do. And we still have high inflation. A lot of what's come down is what I'm seeing is used car prices, um, which were exorbitantly high. So that's coming down. That's obviously measured in this broad-based measure. Um, some healthcare services coming down a bit. But if you're talking about food, um, shelter, those things are still, you know, still high. Everything across the board is still hot. But um, it's better data. We peaked. We have certainly peaked, it looks like. Um, but, you know, it's going to be more to see what the Fed will do because we still have uh, – we're still further away from the goal. So that's why the market is rallying heavily, heavily this morning. We'll see if that holds throughout the rest of the trading day. But it is rallying heavy on this news. Um, and after a couple of few days of, you know, trading, you know, on the opposite direction – uh, if you look at the crypto market, it's struggling. There was big news in the last few days. Uh, one of the bigger exchanges, FTX, it's one of the bigger, bigger exchanges. They are in trouble. Uh, they had liquidity issues, a liquidity crunch, and they have pretty much said that they're blowing up. And this is the company. Um, and so FTX is interesting because let's give more context. It's a crypto exchange, right? Similar to like, you know, all the other exchanges like Coinbase, even on Robinhood is a crypto exchange, all these exchanges. 
uh, but they operate in different areas. They have U.S.-based operations. They have international operations, which people thought, you know, was a little bit weird as well because regulation is, even if the regulation in crypto is not great, it's better in the U.S. than it is other places. So FTX, to give more context, is a thirty. It was valued at like thirty-two billion dollars. One of the bigger crypto exchanges in the world. Um, and not too long ago, they were buying up other companies. They became a big crypto exchange. They just came on. They, I think they were just founded in twenty nineteen. Um, so they're fairly new, but they raised a lot of venture capital money. They had a lot of marketing deals. They did the Miami Heat Arena marketing deal. I think it was like it was a couple of decades for 159 million or something. Steph Curry got a check. Tom Brady got a check. They cut huge marketing deals. And the CEO, Sam, was a very popular guy. Um, and it's been put out there that they had a liquidity crunch. There was a balance sheet of theirs that leaked. So as FTX also has a trading arm, which is actually first created uh, by the CEO of FTX. He had a trading arm that was trading crypto and other things, presumably. And then he created the exchange as well. So he owns both of those companies. Um, and it was just came out that the, the balance sheet of the trading arm leaked and it showed that it was huge holes, huge holes in the balance sheet, um, that they were having issues. And it, it's now come out recently, there was actually a Wall Street Journal article today, uh, that they lent, when the crash happened in crypto, a lot of people were over leveraged. A lot of people, and leverage is different. Like, you having your assets in there and losing the principal or not losing, how the principal go down and it potentially will have short-term selling pressure and go up over time is different from borrowing money to buy and not only having your principal gone, but the principal of other people's gone. That's like a way different thing, which is what a lot of these hedge funds um, and trading prop firms were doing. They're over leveraged, borrowing money from banks, from other large institutions like credit lines to invest because they were just, you know, greed comes into play. We've always talked about it here, greed um, and all these different things. I think 2021 was probably the greediest you've ever seen people get because people thought it was just so easy to make money. From your mom and pop people that saying, oh yeah, like it was just the greediest people have ever gotten. And we're seeing the ramifications of that greed come back in many, many different ways. And here's another example of that. So when they were trading in 2021, of course, the market for crypto turned the other way. Um, and they lost, you know, a lot of money and they had a huge hole in their balance sheet. And so it looks like they lent money from the exchange, which is presumably venture capital money because there isn't much trading going on, on in crypto land right now. So they lent money from the exchange to the trading firm, its affiliated trading firm. Um, and that's how the trade, the exchange ended up going under. So the exchange lent money, and it's roughly said to be about $10 billion at the exchange that they authorized. And this this money that was lent, to be clear, it's supposedly customer deposits, which is a huge no-no. Like this is customer. So if you had money on exchange they, in FTX, they presumably lent your money to the trading firm. So if you would try to go and get your money back out from this exchange, uh, you it wouldn't be there. <laughs> um, and... When this was learned, a big other crypto, another big person in the crypto space said he was withdrawing his funds from the FTX token, which is FTT, which is the token they created um, in exchange along with their exchange. And that caused a huge run on this exchange, which means other people realized, hey, there's something going on there. I'm going to get my money out of FTX. And 
every and that's started the collapse. It didn't start the collapse. Collapse started with the misappropriation of funds, and it helped aid the collapse after everyone wanted to get their funds. So they stopped withdrawals. They presumably have just recently started withdrawals, but they've seen everything pretty much come out. The tokens gone to pretty much two dollars, um, and you know the Sam guy is going to be probably looking at some regulatory and criminal charges if if all this is true. And we're going to find out more details as it comes out um, down the pipeline. But you know, it's just you're hearing more and more of these over leveraged greed misappropriation. Um, stories as things go um in 2022 is now we're now we're getting into you know the fourth quarter we are in the fourth quarter and so there's more stories i'm sure that it's going to come but this is one of the bigger ones this is a huge huge exchange and we have to preface this by you know this lends to the ethos of bitcoin in, in a sense because i do believe it should be you know with bitcoin and, and some other cryptos all other cryptos you could own them yourself right you could have them on hot wallet off an exchange or an exchange you really, really trust, but um, there's going to be short-term selling pressure from it on this news. Once that shakes out, I honestly think it actually clears the way for more people to see the realization of how crypto can work for personal agency of you know different things that you're trying to do. Um, so that will be bullish in the long term, in my mind. But this is just another another story, another tale of misappropriation and how that could hurt people. And so the people that are losing that. We're on FTX. They said the U.S. operations is fine. So we'll clarify, like, clarify that. They said the U.S. operations is fine. It's more their international operations. But all those people um, in 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 a world of hurt, especially your your normal average Joe, Jane and Joe um, out there. So just another tale, a cautionary tale um, of what can happen. Uh, and they were going to be bought by another firm, but the firm backed away when they saw the books. Um, and so this is just another, another tale of being very diligent and not greed running things, but a steady plan, realistic expectations, you know, that's, that's more likely to yield things than trying greed and then trying to do stuff that just doesn't, doesn't need to be done. Um, doesn't need to be done at all. So big, big news there and more news, um, Twitter has officially been taken over. We keep talking about Twitter and Elon Musk. Officially been taken over. He's making some changes that just don't make sense in my mind, all right? We have the new verification where people can apply to get Twitter Blue, which is supposed to have a little better features, but you pay $8 a month for it. You'll get a verification check on Twitter, but you'll have... Um, so it's it's really confusing people because the verification check used to be for notable, notable people, um, organizations, uh, journalists, and different things of that nature. Now you have fake blue check marks that are using names similar to other people. There was a LeBron James fake account that said that he requested a trade. There's been dozens of others of fake accounts spewing out things that aren't true, but it's going to trick people more materially and people have to do more research to find out if it's real. When you click on the verification check, you can see if it was someone that's a notable figure or if it's someone that's uh, subscribed to Twitter blue. So, I mean, we have to give you a lot of time. He's been into the job for what, two weeks or 10, 10 days, but it just doesn't look like he for sure knows what he got into. <laughs> All right. You bought a company for 44 billion. You're making changes that I think you could focus the resources on just like bettering the ad model, creating better partnerships with advertisers, creating a better advertising ROI, um, 
and, and just really focusing there and then making user product changes because the product isn't horrible. People like it. People use it. It's a great place to get news really, really quickly. But now that's going to be skewed a little bit if you have faulty information coming from verified accounts, uh, a lot of different things that just aren't that useful, I think, for the product. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes, but it's just not, it's not kicking off right. We'll say that much. It's not kicking off right. Um, in more sad news. Um, yeah, and it's funny. I, I was on CNBC yesterday. I'm going to be on again tonight, 745 for a CNBC special. But I was on yesterday on Power Lunch. They were talking about Meta, which they allow, announced that they're laying off 11,000 employees, which is the largest amount of employees they've ever done in layoffs ever. They, I don't think they've done really layoffs since they were a public company. Um, and it's callous the way that, you know, investors talk about layoffs. Like, oh, yeah, the company has to do this. It'll better the margins. It'll better the earnings. And it'll be better for the stock. Yeah, presumably in the stock land, 100% sure. Correct. But, you know, especially with holidays coming up and different things, um, I just don't like to talk about it that callously. And I feel for a lot of people that are going through that. But we knew this was happening, folks. We talked about this on this podcast numerous times. Q4, Q1, you'll see multiple layoffs. You'll see... Um, People slowing down, freezing hiring. We talked about it. We knew this there. So hopefully people were just doing work, doing their thing, um, and getting ready for that. But if you look at it, the list of companies that are doing it, Twitter did, I think they did 50% of its workforce. They did 50% of its worst work. Meta, they did 13% of its staff with 11,000 employees. Twitter did 3,700. Lyft cut 700 jobs, which was 13% of its staff. Stripe. The payment company cut 14% of its staff, which was 1,100 jobs. Coinbase, 1,100 jobs, which is 18% of its full-time jobs. Shopify, 1,000 jobs, which is 10% of its global employees. Netflix, 450. Uh, Microsoft, 1,000. Snap, 1,000. Robinhood, 31% of its staff. Uh, they've done two rounds of layoffs, 29 and then, or 20, excuse me, 23 and then another round as well. Chime cut 160 jobs. Tesla, 10% of salary employees. So it's here. It's not just in tech. It's all over. It's all over industries um, that are good, are knowing that there's going to be slower growth over the next few quarters. Um, so it's not just tech. It's literally everywhere. Uh, but, you know, presumably that's the thing if you're talking about just Stockland, not um, obviously people's livelihoods aside for the second. Presumably it's better for these companies to lower expenses at a time where they think demand will be lower, revenues lower, and all these different things for them. That's why they're, you know, lowering their expenses in some ways or another and doing cost-cutting um, initiatives uh, as well. So huge, huge list, not a fun list, um, but nonetheless a very large one of cuts. I don't know who's been keeping up and hopefully everyone voted, but apparently it's tight races across the board for the fight for who is taking over Congress. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, there was supposed to be some sort of red wave. Uh, doesn't look like it's happening. Um, so we'll keep a close eye on those results because more, more will be coming out um, in the next few days. I think, you know, there was so much, you know, going on. And I think this, it's really not a chaotic time. I think as everyone gets ready for the holidays, it's more of a reflective time. But there was just a lot in the markets um, currently. So I'm making sure we did not miss anything. Um, 
in regards to the crypto story we told you and what else is going on in the market. We I don't there was just literally a, a large thing and we did talk about it within the crypto um craze. Binance walked away from buying FTX. They could have done that, but they walked away um and said no, we don't want to 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 buy it, FTX. Um and and it's it's really just a interesting interesting story. And this Bumble, a lot of earnings came out for some some companies and a lot of them sank on the news. Bumble shares sank 18%. They're saying a strong dollar was hurting international dating um, app sales, uh, but it could just be less traction. Um, could just be less traction rather than rather than the, the strong dollar. Um, and you're seeing more and more You know, companies with their earnings come out. I saw Lyft come out and say that they had, um, you know, lower demand, lower users. They rose prices, but, you know, they had to laugh employees. The numbers weren't solid. Um, and so they were, you know, also saw a plunge as well. But that was a couple of few days ago for their earnings. So that things have shifted a bit since then. But there's just a lot right now. There's a lot going on in the market. I think everyone needs to just batch it down. Prepare for a great holiday. Hopefully people get to chill, relax, chill with their family. Uh, we aren't going to do a roundtable. We aren't going to do question of the week. I think there was so much news to materialize and understand um, kind of what's going on. I think this is a good primer uh, for people to get a better understanding on what's going on because we've talked about some of these things and we saw some of these things coming down the pipeline already and there'll be more shifting things as data shifts um, as well, but we'll keep abreast of those things and keep everyone abreast of what's going on in the market. Uh, but yeah, this this is just one of those ones that are chaotic. So we have to just spill it out and, and get to it. Uh, but we will do this again next week.